So before we get into the episode, let's just do a little catch up. So Chloe, you've been having a really rough time and I don't mean to laugh. I think it's just both our dark humor, but you've mm-hmm. like been suffering a little bit. So I, I, <laughs> I can confirm that I think I've had six breakdowns in the last three days, I'd say, because it got really bad about two, three days ago. So for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, um, Elena hasn't been sleeping at all. And I mean like waking every one to two hours at night time um, and then only sleeping for about 20 minutes during the day, which is like the shittest thing when you have a two-year-old. And I haven't been coping because Luke's away. He's been overseas for the last, what is it now, five, five days? Six days, about a it's week. It's been a lot. It's been, yeah. So the last two and a half months, Luke's been away practically the entire time. It's like literally like he's deployed again. Um, so I've been doing it by myself and we don't have family here. I don't expect my friends to come over and help because they've got their own babies. They've got their own lives. But yeah, my kids, Amara's been perfectly fine. She just has wanted to be with me constantly all week. But because Elena's being Elena, um, I haven't been able to spend as much time with Amara and I feel really bad because I've kind of pushed her to the side a little bit, if that makes sense. And like, I have to give her the iPad or yeah. the worst thing that's been hurting me the most is we read a book before bedtime, like every single night and she has been waiting. So she's got a baby gate on her door and I leave her door open at nighttime and I have to go in and rock Elena because she doesn't self-settle anymore. She's like, I don't know what's happened, but she she doesn't do that anymore. And Amara was at the gate the other night. She said, mommy, come read book. Mommy, come read book. And I was like, yeah, I'm coming, honey. Mommy will be there soon. And she's been going to bed, cuddling the book to bed and it breaks my heart. Like I'm almost crying right that now because I feel so bad. Like the mom yes. guilt moment. Oh, my yeah. God. And like the other night I actually posted a video of it. Um because she was just so sweet. I went in and woke her up because I was just so upset. I'd been crying the entire time I was rocking Elena. I was talking to Luke at the same time. And then a lot of people were messaging me on Instagram to check in to make sure that I was okay. And I was just having a breakdown, like talking about it because I was venting. And I went in and Amara was asleep with the book. And then I got more upset. So I woke her up and like just sat there and cuddled her and she kept wiping my tears away on my face, like actually like fully wiping them. And then I was like, you know what? I want to record this because when I'm feeling like shit and like I'm not paying attention to Amara, I want to watch back and be like, no, she is fine. Like she understands. Like she doesn't understand, but she she knows I'm upset. She enjoys the time that you guys do get together and it's not like you're – it's not like you're neglecting her needs just for the sake of yeah. it. Like you do have another child to tend to and you're on your own yes. at the moment. So that video yeah, made so me cry. Been, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think I added the music because my crying was so horrendous in it. You can like sort of hear it still. But the music made it worse. It made it, it did. so much more emotional and I was like bawling That's my eyes. That's my favourite like, song, by the way. Oh, That's like my beautiful wedding song. song. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. Oh. It's a beautiful song. And, um, yeah, so I've been having a really rough week. Luke is actually – I actually went to the doctor about it because I've been feeling like pretty shit. And so we've made a mental health plan and we're just going to go from there. Like I'm not on any antidepressants or anything like that. We just made a plan to see how I go. Luke has – Luke's asked his work to take um, some time off, like some carers leave just to give me 
a bit of a break at home yeah. um, because I have been doing it for like two and a half months now and I know people do it a lot longer and I have done it longer before and I was yeah, fine but, that but I only have one kid. Your experience, no, no. Like- so, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's been a bit of a shit fight and then my hormones are all over the joint. So, but, yeah, hopefully that helps out and I have to go back to the doctor in a week and then we just do a check-in and yeah. then we go from there. So that'll be good. Well, Hopefully I think I it's great any, yeah. that um, he's taking some care as leave to give you that break because you yeah. definitely need it. Like, Yeah. I do feel bad for him, though, because he does go away a lot. And, like, I mean, they don't really get a choice, especially at this time, because we're posting. They're kind of just using him with his qualifications to their advantage because once he posts, he loses, like, the supervisor role and all that sort of stuff because you've got to re-get your qualifications or however it works. So they're kind of just like using him. I mean, the last trip he did, I'm not going to say where he went, but he went on like a really good trip um, and they basically got three days off on a resort, which is nice. But that also makes me feel like shit because he gets to go do all these things and like I'm not angry at him because that's his job, but I get really upset and it makes me like resent him a little Mm -hmm. bit, but not like him as a person. I still love him. I still whatever. just I just resent it because I can't go out and have like a mini holiday or anything like that. And that just hurts my feelings even more. So I told him that. And then I think it kind of just like clicked in his head that like she needs some help yeah. like, as in with him being home. So he's going to take some time off and just give me some time. Like he said, over the weekend, he'll take the girls for the whole day. Like, and I can just go lay down, watch Netflix or just do something for myself because I haven't been able to do that. Like yeah. my nails fell off the other day and I can't even go get it fixed. Like that's just stupid shit. But I ended but up ripping. Impo- but what's important yeah. to you? Like little yeah. things like that. And thing, like, like, yeah. I want to go get my lashes done again. I want to go do my hair, all that sort of stuff. But I actually, I just don't have time. Like I'm busy cleaning the house, do mm-hmm. bottles 20,000 times a day. Oh like God, it's very yeah. like full on. Yeah. It's very full on. I think as well, like just on the feeling of like resentment, I think that's just a very natural response mm-hmm. to have to the like the situation because like, yeah. yeah, I think it's a word that's used a lot in like relationships when you have kids mm-hmm. and like I don't think it should make you feel bad or anyone no. who's listening. Yeah. Like it's just a very natural response I think to like high volumes mm-hmm. of stress with kids and like your partner, for instance, getting those like three days off. Like, yeah, he absolutely deserves that, but you can't yeah. help but have that like feeling. So Yeah, and like I know he misses the girls and he doesn't want to be away from us, which it, <laughs> he tells me all the time. Like he doesn't like going away for, from us. He doesn't just go for a mini holiday. Like mm-hmm. that's just his job at the end of the day and he goes wherever the plane goes. But um I know there's a couple of people that did go into the inbox from our last episode because we were talking about defense and like, is it FIFO, FIFO? I don't know how to say Mm -hmm. it, but um, a lot of them are in there saying that they're in the same boat and they feel the exact same way. So it's not just us at the end of the day, but it is hard being a um, defense partner or anyone that works away night shift, all that sort of stuff. People that don't have partners, It's, it's very hard. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just a shit feeling really. Yeah, no, it is 100%. I'm actually yeah. fretting the next six weeks because mm-hmm. I've not had to solo parent with two kids for more than, like, a couple days. And even yeah. when Michael's gone away for, like, a couple of days, I've, like, stayed at my dad's house or something, which I will absolutely be utilising because I still cannot stay in this house by myself at night time. <laughs> but um, 
six weeks of like the girls by myself. I'm actually flying up to Queensland to stay with Michael's parents for two weeks. I will see you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that'll be in October and I'm really excited mm-hmm. about that because I'll have help. Like I'm terrified and I have no shame in admitting that I'm fucking terrified to like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with anyone. admitting it. Mm, no, I, I actually get nervous thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. It scares um, me because like you've got to attend to like two children. I know people have more children, but like us, we have two kids. Yeah. And like. We're, they're both very close in age so they both they're both like babies really mm-hmm. they both need your attention at the same time and like yes your toddler can go off and do things by themselves but they still want cuddles they still want mummy they still want all that sort of stuff they need food they need everything nappy changes that sort of stuff so it's like it's full-on yeah full absolutely. On. i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say it's easy because it's a shit fight <laughs> no definitely not like yeah um i so margot obviously like she's sick every second week from daycare mm-hmm. So she went back to daycare on Thursday for a day because she had Wednesday off because she had the runs. And um, it was, like, weird being at home with Mm -hmm. just Mallory. Like, there was no toddler. And my house was so clean for the whole day because I didn't have Margot running around ripping things out (laughs) because she's obviously, like, unsupervised because I'm trying to tend to Mallory. So when I did – so Michael went to Cairns for like a birthday weekend for one of his friends and I was at home with the babies and my house was fucking trashed. Mm -hmm. Like it was – you couldn't see the floor in most spaces and I feel like I'm still trying to recover the house from that weekend because there was just shit everywhere and like Mallory needed me, Margot needed me, I need Mm – like my – I've mentioned it before on my TikTok, my biggest issue – that I have with staying with these two children is that I cannot get a moment to go to the toilet. Like I'm going to have to buy some Depends. I'm going to have to buy some Depends (laughs) (laughs) because I like there's never a good time and I don't like going to the toilet with Margot hanging off my foot and holding Mallory and she tries to climb up on the little stool that we have. Like I just want to take a quick piss in peace and I can't do it. Yeah, it's it's honestly a shit fight like I don't know any other words to explain it like not my house is still recovering from the Mm -hmm. last two and a half months like Luke and I cleaned it before he went away on this last trip and we like cleaned it spotless because obviously we're getting ready to move Mm -hmm. but um it doesn't look like that currently no no (laughs) I will say I I am very lucky to have the support that I have because Mm -hmm. realistically if needed like Michael's mum would be down here in a heartbeat for like as long as I needed like I'm extremely extremely lucky um yeah I definitely take my hat off to you Mm -hmm. because like you're amazing you're the best around (laughs) I'm surprised I haven't cried during this I think because I got all my venting out yesterday when I was talking to like a couple of people on Instagram and I was bawling my eyes out during that and my face was so freaking puffy I had to like massage it in the morning but how good because, does it feel uh, after a big cry uh, I feel like that's the it's face so nice. that everyone needs like once a fortnight because your face yeah. was just so tight and like refreshed mm-hmm. and like you're puffy and you just roll it out and it feels like a good on massage like all mm-hmm. over your face yeah no I think I really needed that yesterday but because we were supposed to record yesterday was it yesterday yeah. or the day before I can't remember um, but I can't remember either. Either way, was not feeling it for one. Mm-hmm. And two, I also broke my headphones, so <laughs> yes. to get new ones. Yes. Of those. <laughs> and um 
yeah, so we're recording today and I'm not crying. So that's the main thing. I really thought I would cry, but I didn't. So that's that's a good thing. I'll probably have a cry later, to be honest. <laughs> oh, probably me too. <laughs> it's just good to have one, have a little sniffle before Luke gets home tomorrow night. Yeah. Get it all out. Yeah. And then we can revisit just move that on. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, yeah, no. Well, now. on a lighter front. <laughs> <laughs> I see what I did there. I did see it. I did. So I heard it. But yes, I did see it as well. I'm actually going to grab it so I can like read it off the bottle because I haven't I'm even very excited. read this yet. So, okay, one second. Guys, I just want you to know that we are not obsessed with this stuff. It seems to be in a lot of our episodes, but um, yeah, no, we're, we're not obsessed. It's just a very interesting topic. It is. And I feel like people don't talk about it. So, Obviously, I posted this on my story today, which is the um, Intimate Natural Lightning Serum. And I was nervous to put it on my story because I've only really spoken about this butt stuff on the podcast. Like I haven't spoken about it on my Instagram or my TikTok, nothing. Like this is my safe space. And when I posted it on my story, I was like, oh, I'm going to get so many like people being like, you're a weirdo. But I actually had like about 300 messages being like, can you please do a review? Where's the link? Can you tell me what it is? Is it good? Like, oh my God, I've been looking at this. So I was like, fuck yeah. Like this is a real thing. People actually, like I was so shocked because I thought, no, I'm such a weirdo for wanting to like lighten my asshole. But, um, <laughs> so I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I got – it obviously won't be on my Instagram story by the time that this podcast is released, but we'll have to, like, put a link up or something on the podcast page just in case anyone's interested. It's not sponsored or anything like that. It's just, like, a brand that I found. But it's Mm. called – I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right – Amira Skincare. So it's like a natural lightning serum. So it works a little bit slower than, like, your traditional bleaching creams, which I think is, like, Mm -hmm. I, I prefer this. But um, I think it's better just in case. Yeah. Someone that I was talking to who's used it before, they said like, so you apply it twice a day, but they were applying it four times a day just to like kind of speed up the process and it worked. Um, Okay. And yeah, they said they got really good results from it. Another lady said that she got thrush from it. So I'm not very keen for that. Just like I'm a bit nervous about that because I don't like thrush. I've only ever gotten thrush after having the babies, but um, I've never had it. So that's scary. Yeah, well, I never had thrush until I had Margot and then it literally took me a very long time to realise that I had thrush So, because I'd never yeah. had it before. I just thought, like, you know, this is my first baby, my fanny's really itchy and it's yeah. smelly. That, yeah. that just must be a thing. You just think it's normal. Baby. Yeah. yeah, so it took yeah. me to, like, my six-week checkup for her to be like, oh, no, like, you've got thrush, like, really bad. Mm-hmm. Not, like, that's probably really embarrassing to say, but that's what happened. And then it actually took until Margot was, like, three and a half months old to get rid of the thrush. Like, I was diagnosed with chronic thrush wow. because yeah. nothing that we were doing wow. was getting rid of it. Um, and then after I had Mallory, I got thrush again. So maybe that's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, I'm just a weirdo. But um, so so this is what I don't understand about this, right, because I obviously I shave my, my butt butt and I mm-hmm. want to wax it as well. But it says on here to make sure that like, okay, wait, let me find it. Do not use on broken skin or open wounds. But then it says to make sure that it's shaved and, like, clean. But would would you consider a shaved area to be broken skin? Because it does technically have, like, minor little, you know. Little cuts. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like, you've got to use it the next day after or something, like when yeah. it's all, like, healed or something. I don't know. I don't know. 
So for most effective use, make sure to apply once in the morning and once at night before bed. To speed up the removal of old dead skin cells quicker, you may use a loofah in the shower. So oh, okay. Yeah. Um, interesting fact about me, I actually have about five or six like beauty spots around my asshole. <laughs> and they're actually quite like I like them, not with the added mm-hmm. like brown yeah. butterfly squish painting that's in <laughs> over and you pull it apart and it's like a symmetrical butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> That's going in there. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. This is why we do this. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to keep my beauty spots and I want to rid the squish paint. I don't want to... <laughs> podcast i love it oh this is gonna be a good one but yes you don't want to get rid of the squish paint no i do want to get rid of the squish oh you do yeah that's right no you don't okay okay because the beauty spots on their own i think would look quite nice but together it just looks like i shat myself three years ago and i didn't like But we're not getting rid of the beauty spots. We want those. Well, I wonder if it's, they're going to stay or not because it lightens everything. Like, I don't get can you, to choose. Do you have one on your arm or something that you can just test <laughs> it on? I do, <laughs> but I don't want to get rid of that one either. Oh, okay. Do you have one with you that you don't care about? I, I think I'll just have to, like, I'll just do it. You know what? If I rid them, I rid them. I've got a nice, like, clean asshole. But if hmm. I can keep them, then that would be nice because I do think that they're quite, like, it's like one of my my characteristics, you know. Like mm-hmm. I've got little yep. beauty spots all around my butthole. Mm. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm going to use it tonight. I'm going to start using it tonight and I'll keep y'all updated. I was actually going to say today on my Instagram story, I was like, yeah, I'll post progress pics. And I was like, no, I can't say that. <laughs> Not of the squish paint you won't be. I That's some art we don't um... want to be seeing. <laughs> Subscribe to the only fans. <laughs> yes. If you are subscribed to my OnlyFans, you'll just notice a slow progression, I guess. Um. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! Oh, that's some good. That's some good quality. I'm trying to open it right now, so I can like get a little squeezy out and just like have. A can smell. you give it a smell? Yeah, because yeah. you know I'm thinking it'll smell like um bleach. You know how like. 
hair removal cream smells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah oh, that's what I hate I'm, that smell. Me too. It smells like shit. But um, rotten egg. Yeah, I actually don't even know how you're supposed to open this up. Oh, <laughs> shocking. Is there plastic on it? Yeah. I'm not just doing this for the fun of it. Use a knife. <laughs> Guys, she's literally twisting the bottle, like, very intently. She Use a knife or some, you know what, scissors would work. Yeah, but I, that means I have to get off. Oh, wait, I think I'm. Oh, okay. I think I'm yeah. A little bit of ASMR for you. Oh. Okay. So I've taken the lid off. Oh, okay. Hang on. Oh, is it scented? <laughs> With kojic acid and mulberry extract. So I'm I'm guessing it's gonna be fruity. What's your guess? I'm gonna say citrusy. I hope it doesn't <laughs> smell like ass. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's one of those. <laughs> okay, I've got some. Oh, it's clear. Okay. Oh. Let's just aerate it like you would a red wine. Oh, fine wine. Oh, do you know what? I was about to ask <gasps> you, can I smell it? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It actually smells pretty good. It almost smells Does like it? nothing. Do you know what it smells like? It smells like lube. It smells like a just oh, a yep. okay. unscented lube. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. It does have a hint of fruitiness in there. Okay, okay. Subtle, so, you know, but sweet. Keep you updated anyway, and um, I'm very excited. How long does it say that it takes to work? So someone said um, about s- roughly like four to six weeks, but I'm going to do four times a day, so hopefully I get results a little bit quicker. Okay. Because <laughs> If it works, mm-hmm. then I'll try it, and then I'm yeah. sure everybody else is going to want to try it as well because it's just a, it's just a thing that we all want to do because apparently yeah. we're all into it. Yeah. Well, I had a couple of people message me being like, um, I bought some. Oh, and you don't just use it on your butthole. You can use it on, like, your vaginal area as well. Yeah, underarms, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. my perineum is a little bit brown now as well from obviously oh, is like it? having babies and stuff. Yeah, so I'm definitely yeah. going to spread that. I haven't actually checked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that later. going to get a mirror. Yeah. So that's my little um, excerpt for today. Okay. So let's start off with some saucy topics. Because I live through Kaylin. But <laughs> how is your OnlyFans going? It's going very well. I'm doing doing okay. Like I can't complain. Um, yeah, everyone's been really lovely so far. I've had no hate subscribers. But I think in today's economy no one can really afford to like hate subscribers. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's too expensive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so far so good. Is there i'm i'm just really curious because like i don't have only fans obviously but um mm. is there anything someone has said to you that's like really weird that you can share yes i'm so, curious i need weird things uh someone so obviously like it's a given mm-hmm. that when you post kind of explicit content on only fans that you offer sexting and some people don't but like I do, mm-hmm. and someone was like, <laughs> "I'm um, gonna die." <laughs> I think you actually saw it. Yeah, they were like, "And let me," and they're like, "Yeah, we'll do this and we'll do that," and then I'll get you pregnant. And I was like, <gasps> "Oh yeah, yeah." I was like, "Preferably not." And they were like, "Just go with it, please." And I was 
okay babe they're like so are you gonna let me get you pregnant and I was like yeah <laughs> we all know how I feel about having another baby do you um just sit there and like look at it and laugh and like show Michael I don't show him but like I'll tell him if something's like really weird but nine times out of ten I'm sitting there in my woody with like a chocolate in my hand <laughs> just being an absolute grub and like <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole vibe. And like <laughs> so when they like pay for things, because I don't know how it works, like I assume they ask you for something and then they have to pay you for like you give them a price or something. Yes. Is that so, how that works? Yeah. So there's the monthly subscription and then you can mm-hmm. do um, PPV, which stands for pay-per-view, and mm-hmm. you can send out whatever you want to as many people as you want and you put a price on it for them to unlock that. Like ah, okay. content. Yeah. Okay. So some people have like a tip menu that they pin at the top of their page mm-hmm. and it's like, I can send you this. And like you obviously have it all like pre-recorded or whatever. Yeah. Um, and people just send you that amount of money and you send them that piece of content, which I'm thinking of doing because I do have quite a few people ask me for like specific content from time to time. Mm-hmm. So it would be good to just have like a set menu with like, you know, they can tip with however much they they want for that video or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's okay. like the smarter way to go about it and do you have like a little bank of like photos that you can just like send yeah I have like most of what people ask for I've already okay. got yeah yeah but like um <laughs> I don't want to say what no, you don't have me for that I don't have <laughs> but there are like some things that like I don't have on me on my person but now I'm curious and I'm sure other people are curious actually I know a lot of people are curious because they ask, you can ask me all anything time. ask me anything well I need to know what somebody just asked you for. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna this die. is ex- very explicit. Like, yeah, it's all right. I'll be marking it as explicit when I put it up. <laughs> so they wanted a video of me doing the doo-doo, but like with my oh, boobies yep. bouncing like up and down, which ah. I don't have on my person. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't have that. <laughs> so sorry. I'm in my Audi eating chocolate. Can't do that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just so curious at like what people ask for. It's just like because some people have the weirdest fetishes. Uh-huh. Like yeah. odd fetishes. It just it freaks me out. But do you know what? Like I think that I have some like weird fantasy slash mm. things that I, I'm sure everyone does. So like while I sit down, I'm like, oh, this is weird. I'm like, oh, but you, you know what? They probably think my thing's really weird too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think everyone's got like different types of mm. things like I've got a couple of friends that are into some things that I'm definitely not into but then I'm into <laughs> yeah. other things that they're definitely not into so it's like yes yeah no but um I have so many questions because so many people ask you questions so we might as well just get it out in the podcast mm-hmm. and get them to listen so then they can be like oh that's cool because mm-hmm. a lot of people hate on it which is dumb yeah like at the end of the day it's not affecting them so I don't see the issue just mm-hmm. Leave, but um, I think what people are most wanting to know is what you post. I mean, obviously, don't give it away too much. Subscribe for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I think um, somebody asked me in my anonymous thing actually the other day. They asked me, "What do you post?" And I was like, "Well, I've only seen bits and pieces, but I don't know. I, I really can't. I don't. I don't know because I don't know. So can you can you give us a little bit, but not." Don't yeah, give it away. of course. Okay, so um, I post on my feed, so like my 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 wall that you can kind of go through mm-hmm. is like 
just kind of like cheeky teasing photos like I think there's a couple that are exposing my nipple but like most mm-hmm. I'm covering like my breasts or like I've got underpants on or you know all the all the private bits are covered mm-hmm. and then in PPV um there's a price for everything that's all I'll say <laughs> there's a price for everything so yeah okay Okay. I'm just so curious. Like if anyone doesn't know, I live through Kaylin through the OnlyFans thing because I would I wouldn't do it because I don't even send nudes to my own boyfriend. So like <laughs> it's, just, it's probably not really ethical if I go and send nudes to other people. Also, I can't do it because gotta lose some chubby belly weight first. Even though people oh are into God. that. I was I was talking to one of my friends who does OnlyFans and she um she's just had a baby. She's about maybe four months postpartum and so many people ask her for like her belly photos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize people were into that. That's interesting. Maybe I'll sell my feet pics. I have good feet. Yeah, no, that that's definitely a thing. So someone asked me tonight on the um, ask thing. They were like, "Is there a is there a market for mum bods?" Let me just say, there is a market for literally mm-hmm. everything. Everything Anything yeah. that you can think of. Someone <laughs> is like has a has a kink for or yeah. do you know what I mean? Like. It's just like a fantasy of theirs. Like it's, like it's what they like. I think that just that's normal for them. Yeah, exactly. Mm, like it's exactly. I don't know. People are into different things, which is which is fine. But do you get some really like when you put up your question boxes? What are people asking you about the it? most? Yeah. Um, so how they can like. Um, get subscribers and stuff, which mm-hmm. I feel kind of like uneasy answering because obviously I'm at an advantage where I have a following already established so that I do have some like little tips and stuff like you know using reddit and things like Mm -hmm. that um Mm -hmm. but as far as like getting the subscribers I obviously already had a little bit of like a following established so just advertising it because that's what some of my following are asking Mm -hmm. for anyway um but then the other one would be how much have I made so far? Yeah, okay. So um, I have – I'm about to click over into my second month, so I've done one subscription month and I've just hit um, – I've just hit 10K, which is really good. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. You're doing well. Yeah, I'm not doing – I can't complain. Like I definitely can't. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I, will, I will still ask you different things every month of like, oh, what are you doing this time? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm all about answering your questions. No, like it's, I mean, you've got to be open about these things. Absolutely. Not all things. We don't, we don't want to know all things, but. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> most things. Because <laughs> people get yeah. curious because I know a lot of girls out there, um, they want to do it, but they just don't know where to start don't know yeah. how to like do all that sort of stuff like I got asked the other day if I would ever do it and honestly speaking I wouldn't um yeah. only because I just don't do that in general yeah, but every, like everyone that's just has not a... something I do yeah. yeah like um I back in the day though however if that came out and I was like in my raunchy Instagram stage of um mm-hmm. posting all my I love and photos pics, that I've seen. My raunchy photos yeah they're all gone off my Instagram now because people backtrack yes, but um they do. They're in, they're in my archives, but um, if it was back then, then yes, I'd full on do it because that was like my peak soccer stage. That was like I was going to the gym like five days a week. I was uni, 
didn't have a boyfriend, like yeah. all that sort of stuff. That that was that stage. And I'm pretty sure 80% of girls go through that stage because it's a good stage. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just got a question no, on my okay. thing saying. Oh, tell me. No, hey, I swear I love you, but I find it weird you're sharing OF content and then your baby's next post. There's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't really say what I shared, though, on Instagram was an OF content. Like it's, it's No, lingerie. a lot of people post lingerie photos mm-hmm. because um, I know a heap of content creators that post lingerie photos because they work with them. Like Sky Wheatley, for one, posts yeah. the most amazing photos with her. Oh, my God, she It's does. just lingerie. She, God, she's stunning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's no different to like posting a bikini photo no. either. That's what I. Yeah, no. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And like. I don't see a problem with it. Like your kids, no, it's your Instagram. You do what you want. Yeah. Like, and no I hate to that yeah. person. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's something that people should be judging you on at all. Yeah. No. Stop me in my tracks a little bit. I was like, no, come on. Surely that's not like, you know. Like she probably didn't mean it, she or he, didn't mean it in like a mean way. But I get what, where they're coming from, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's a bad thing at all. Yeah. Like that was a great photo. It popped up. So I happened to refresh my feed and then it like popped up and I was like, wow, look at that. I was like, who's that? And then I was like, oh, wait, that's Kaylin. <laughs> and I was like, like, comment, like, comment. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't I don't see a problem with it. It does not bother me at all. Like I follow so many people that post lingerie photos all the time. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I would post it too if I look like that. <laughs> I also don't have time to wear lingerie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's actually so funny. So I got home. I fucking chucked that on so fast. Oh, and it's so nice. I took those photos so quickly and I was like having mm-hmm. to run out into the lounge room and like get Mal and Margie situated, then run back into the room and yep. take a couple pictures and then run back out because Mallory was crying. And I was like, I don't have time for this. Um, I really I liked get, the like, set. Oh, it's beautiful. Honey Birdette does some really nice sets. That's probably where I'll get my wedding lingerie from, to be honest. Do you know what? I was actually on their website and they have like a wedding, they do. like a bridal yeah. set. It's like 1800 bucks yes. though, but it's really nice. I wouldn't pay that because. No, me neither. Because <laughs> like, I could probably get the same set off Sheen, but mm-hmm. I also wouldn't buy off Sheen because that shit don't last. Yeah, no, I but agree. there's there's plenty of other like lounge underwear has all that stuff. Oh. Bras and things has really nice stuff. I was just looking at lounge mm-hmm. underwear. Like, oh, did you see their new set? Phenomenal. No. Oh, it's like florally. Like it, it looks yellow. I can't remember if it's yellow or if it's white, but it's really really pretty. Oh, it literally came it up me. in my feed. Yes, I will do it right now. But bras and things has some really nice stuff. Like I have a lot of lingerie from bras and things. I don't wear it. It just sits in a drawer. But um. Actually, last time I wore lingerie was when Luke and I went away um, to Queensland and we went on like a little weekend away and then, yeah, didn't have a washing. We're not going to go into that, but didn't have a washing machine. So I had to like (laughs) wash it in the shower because it's such pretty lingerie. It's like hot pink. Oh, really pretty. It's like like a corset. It's really nice and it has like matching undies. I love, no. I'm all for the matching sets. They're oh, so nice. I like matching anything, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, so it's like yellow, pink. I'm just going to send it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stunning. Like I really, really like it and it look really good on like somebody who's like like really tanned. Like you know when you get those colours and they just look nice when you have a nice tan? <gasps> oh, yes, I see. Oh, even oh. the red. You would suit red. You think? Yeah, I think red. 
especially with your hair color at the moment. I do. I love that mm-hmm. set. I did look at that and I was like, yeah. holy shit, I love that. And lounge underwear has really nice stuff. I've always like bought their stuff all yeah, the time. I've got a couple pairs of their undies yes. and a bra from yeah. them. And yeah, they're really good. I found when I got pregnant, because I was obviously wearing it before I was pregnant with Amara, um, their bras, because they're so like smallish, if that makes sense, they don't sit on my boobs anymore well. So yeah. my boobs like pop out of them. Yeah. So now I'm like, um, I'm just going to like up, I have to up my size, but then the straps fall down. So it's not really a win-win yeah. for me. So I have to go Sounds get like fitted. you need to treat yourself. Well, yeah. actually, before I – so I got fitted a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and I was a 12E. Yep. So that's some big old titties. And then I got um, I got fitted again the other day and I've got – I'm a 12 double D now. From nice. The, yeah. So still kept some titty. But um, I was a little bit sad about that. <laughs> I was a little, I was like, oh, I lost you. It's a bit sad when you lose your boobs. Okay, so one of our most highly, and I mean highly requested topics, is transitioning from one to two children because both Kaylin and I both have two girls and a lot of people want to know they're either having babies, they've got the ones two, they want to know what other people's opinions are, what our opinions are. So let's go into that and get into like a whole big topic of the night. <laughs> yes. So um, Chloe asked some questions on the More Than Motherhood, the podcast Instagram page. And so one of them was how did you find the experience going from one to two children? So obviously for the ones who already have two kids. So this um, person says one to two is fucked. I'm struggling so much. Clingy as fuck baby that won't sleep, take a dummy bottle or settle with anyone but me and a two and a half year old trashing the house. I love my baby and wouldn't change her, but sometimes I wish we didn't have a second. Everything is so hard and I feel like I'm just surviving and I can relate. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Like no one talks about having, I mean, it happens for like any children, but like our kids are very close in age Mm -hmm. and it is a fucking shit fight. Like it, that first two months, I think it was, and I used to post about it all the time, was probably the hardest time of my life. Yeah. I went through a lot of like doctor's appointments because they thought I had postnatal depression. But honestly, I think I don't I don't think I had postnatal depression, but I think I just had like horrendous like baby blues because everything just went wrong. Anything and everything went wrong. I yeah. was breastfeeding. Amara wanted to be on top of me while I was breastfeeding. She'd hit Elena. She'd smack her away. She wasn't coping with Elena being in the house. So I, I completely get that. That was it was really hard and I think I had multiple breakdowns once again. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally agree. I think that like I honestly just blacked out for a lot of mm-hmm. like M- Mallory's first few months of life and it actually hit me like a couple weeks ago. Like I feel like, I feel like a couple weeks ago I finally just came back to and I was talking to my mom about it. I was like, wow, I actually feel like I don't really remember much of the last like four months of Mallory's mm-hmm. life. Like I feel like I was just kind of there in autopilot, like disassociated yeah. kind of just like, you know, and I came to the like a few weeks ago and I was like, whoa, holy shit, like where did that time go? Mm-hmm. What, have, what have I even been doing for the last few months? Um, I know that with my anxiety medication, so obviously I started that when I was pregnant with Mallory and everything was going really great and then I had her and obviously shit started hitting the fan because everything, like you said, was just going wrong. Like 
it was such a hard transition and I remember my psych saying that he was actually really concerned for a little while there and wanted to admit me into a facility just to get some extra help because like he he was quite concerned because I was just so like I don't know how to word it appropriately but I was just so off Mallory and having like two kids because it was so hard um association yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't really see Mallory as like my second daughter. Like she was just this yeah. annoyance, like this this thing that like w- like I was struggling with and I didn't really like if I'm being completely honest. Like so because it was just really hard. Like it was a really hard transition, a lot harder than mm-hmm. I anticipated. It was a big wake yeah. up call. And obviously you can't do anything like <laughs> not that you would do anything if you had the choice, but obviously yeah. this is your child. Like this is this is it now. Like yeah. two kids. Um, but I came around, obviously we all do, Mm -hmm. I think like, um, time and help and support and like any extra resources that you need. But I totally agree with that. Like Mm -hmm. there were times where, and even Michael would agree with me that we were like, fuck, why did we have two kids? Like two kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So close together as well. Um, but just to go onto the other side of that someone said one to two kids was actually easier than I thought I think the age gap of four years was what made that easier Mm -hmm. my son was very independent and understanding and helpful although with our oldest we have communication barriers because he is delayed it still wasn't as bad as I thought mentally my anxiety is out of control no matter what I do I'm tired of just being a mum. I found myself right before getting pregnant with our second child I was losing weight consistently in the gym getting out doing my hair now I do nothing I try to work out but I never have time with both kids now. I just want to be okay, but I don't know where to keep the motivation to do so. Sleep is whack. My oldest has sleep issues with night terrors, slowly working on getting him to lay down by himself at bedtime. My 12-month-old is a hit or miss. Some nights he is still up three to five times a night, some nights maybe once. It's exhausting, especially when I'm determined to put him back in his crib after he goes back to sleep. That transition to the crib, like the car is so hard. You don't want to do it. I, I think I stand it. there for like five minutes, like going to put her in, but then yeah. I just chicken out because I'm like, no. Nah. That happened to me today, actually. We were, um, I was rocking Elena to sleep because, as I said before, she doesn't freaking sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, as I went to put her in the cot, next door started mowing their fucking lawn oh. right next to the fence. Like, she didn't wake up, thank God, but. I didn't want to put her in the cot because I knew she would wake up and I honestly just wanted to have a shower. Like that's yeah. all I put her to sleep for because she needed it. I needed a shower before I went and picked up Amara. But, um, yeah, but on another note, um, some people do find the transition easier from mm. one to two than zero to yeah. one, whereas I found zero to one so much easier than one to two and I will Same. not be going from two to three. So yeah. <laughs> That's something it's that I'll never happening. find out, um, the, the two to three. But I have heard people say that two to three is like nothing. It's like you like they yeah. just fit in so well, which I really yeah. struggle to understand, obviously, from our experiences going from yeah. one to two. But I'm totally the same. Like whenever someone tells me that they found one to two easier than zero to one, I guess I have the same reaction as me telling them that I found one to two harder than zero to one. Like, yeah. Zero to one for me was like the easiest thing ever. And again, Michael agrees. He's like, yeah, that was like piss easy. Like it was just like she, mm-hmm. you know, everything just worked out fine. Even though she was like a really fussy and like clingy baby. She was, it was yeah, but there's only one. Great. Yeah, there was only one. <laughs> yeah, like I think what um what made it harder for us is that our kids are so much closer like together than 
like that, say that four-year gap, yeah. whereas Amara and Elena are 20 months apart and what are Margie and months. Mallory? Yeah, yeah so it was, they're basically still a baby. Like they mm-hmm. still have all these needs, like I was saying before, um, where they they need their mummy, they want their time with their mum, they want their time with their dad and like but the newborn kind of takes priority yes. over that because they need so much more whereas a toddler can go and play by themselves for a little bit. You can give them food and they can sit down and eat it while you feed the baby. Like it's just that was like another big thing with breastfeeding for me. Um, Amara was doing the hitting and the slapping and all that sort of stuff around that time. So that was also making me hate breastfeeding. Like I hated it. I hate having to sit down and breastfeed and deal with my screaming toddler. And I tried giving her an iPad. I shut the gate. I shut the door. She just still like come up and like smack the shit out of Elena. Yeah. And it was so hard. Like it was so mentally draining but I guess having them so close in age I kind of got to expect that but I think having Amara when I did she gave me a sense of false hope that when I had the second child she would be exactly the same and Amara would be chill but I also needed to take into consideration that Amara would mean feeling like there's another baby in the house I'm jealous I don't have all mum's attention I'm upset the baby's crying disturbing me like it was a rough I'd say two to three months at the start and then once we hit that four month mark yeah it was, it was a lot better. It was definitely a lot better. Yeah. I found myself saying a lot recently and honestly don't care what anyone thinks about this, but I've been saying a lot recently, like I'm really starting to enjoy Mallory now. Like I'm mm-hmm. really starting to enjoy her company. And now that I can like interact with her and she's a bit older and she responds mm-hmm. to like my cues and stuff and, you know, she gives me cuddles and like I – just don't think as as cute as the newborn stage is when they're so yep. teeny tiny. It's just not for me. And that's something that when I was in my psych sessions, like he would constantly reassure me of like, you know, you've got all this time to look forward to. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's just your time is around that like six to nine month mark because that's what I explained yep. was like my favourite with Margot as well. And now that um, Mallory's at that stage, I'm really starting to enjoy And I feel bad saying that, but it's true. But it's, like I really also- didn't enjoy her. And I, I didn't enjoy having to look after her. And it was something that I would mm-hmm. constantly complain about in my sessions was like, oh, you know, I can't get the washing done because she needs me to feed her. I can't, you know, clean up the toy room because she, and I would always say like, she needs me to. I wouldn't say Mallory. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's a big part of dissociation though. Like nobody talks about that after having children like it can happen with your partner it can happen with yourself it can happen with the baby like it is a big part and I know a lot of people have written into us asking us to talk about that um I didn't really have it with Elena like I still wanted to be around her and all that sort of stuff like I didn't like it wasn't like that thing where I just I had enough of her. It was just trying to juggle both the kids by myself with Luke being away, no family help, that sort of stuff. It just it just made it extra hard for me. But I know a lot of people out there feel the exact same way that you do. Yeah. And they've had the exact same well or similar experience where they just haven't felt like they have like a connection yeah, with their baby after having them. Yeah, that's exactly what I'll describe it as. Because when I think about like my experience with Margot is I was so incredibly sad like I was so depressed and anxious and sad and just really not in a good way but I loved being around her and I loved like her presence and I wanted to I played with her all the time and like I Mm -hmm. did everything with her whereas this time like I was still incredibly sad and all of those things but I really just didn't want anything to do with Mallory like she really was like 
she was just something that was like holding me back and yeah. I felt like anger towards her, like, you know, oh, I can't do what I want to do because I have to sit here with you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But with therapy and medication and talking about it, which is really important, mm-hmm. I obviously, yeah, I've got a really good bond with her now and it was a rough few months. But, yeah, like you said, I think that's something that is like very normal, happens to everyone, mm-hmm. well, like at least quite a few it, do- it happens to a lot of people, a lot yeah. of people. and it's like nothing to be ashamed of and that's why I said like I don't care what anyone, you know, the people that haven't experienced it might feel some type of way hearing mm-hmm. a mother say that, but I really didn't enjoy the first few months of like being around Mallory and now I absolutely just I love it I love yeah. being around her and um it's, it's just another one of those things that people don't talk about when mm. you're pregnant they yeah. just don't like for some reason I don't know why they just don't talk about these type of subjects which yeah. really annoys me because I think everybody should be aware of what you can experience like there's baby blues there's postnatal depression there's a difference between those two and then you've got disassociation from your children, your partner, you go through that stage where you resent your partner, like I am kind of doing at the moment because he's going away all the time. Like there's so much, but nobody talks about it. No midwives, no nothing. Like I don't understand why it's such a taboo topic. Like it doesn't make any sense. I actually remember seeing a post, um, I believe it was on Facebook, and it really stuck with Mm me. And it was like, instead of, you know, obviously all these things are important, like what are you going to name the baby? What's their first hospital outfit going to be? How about you also add to your list, you know, what what signs is your partner going to be looking out for of, you know, like postpartum depression? What is what what are you guys going to do when you're starting to feel that resentment? Mm -hmm. Like those things are also really important to discuss, but no one brings them up as like, let's talk about this before we have the baby. And like, so when you're in that situation in the postpartum stage, it's a big shock because you're like, I don't know how to speak to him about it. I don't, and he's probably like, I don't know how to speak to her about it. I know that was a big issue between us when I was like ridiculously depressed in the postpartum Mm -hmm. stage with Margot. And we We'd spent so much time talking back and forth about the nursery and the baby bag yeah. and the trip to the hospital, but nothing about like, oh, let's have a look at like some signs and symptoms to look out for, for yes. postpartum depression, for um, like exhaustion and chronic sleep deprivation and all those yeah. kinds of things that like I think are ju- like more important than, you know, which way the cot's going to be in the nursery or whatever. So. <laughs> 100%. I wish I did that more with both the girls like mm-hmm. because with Amara had really, really bad, like I was really bad whilst breastfeeding and then getting used to getting up in the night like every like two hours I wasn't used to it like at all and I was so upset because I was just sleep deprived so I would cry all the bloody time Luke and I would fight and like just over the stupidest shit because I would just start a fight because I was just in a whatever mood I was in and then like he used to say to me he's like what's wrong like what's the matter with you and I was like I don't know like I I couldn't tell him what's wrong because I didn't know anything because they don't explain it to you and like Like a, it, it is starting to come out a lot more now because a lot more people are starting to open up about it, which I think is great because yeah. pregnant first-time mums need to know these things, like even yeah. second, third-time mums. Like it's it's something that I think needs to be drilled in at the hospital appointments, antenatal appointments, that sort of yes. stuff, like brochures need to be given out, but they don't they don't do it. I mean, it's all well and good to fill out that little form that you get that's like, hey, are you depressed? Oh, yeah. Like answer these questions. Yeah. But, like, but what do they do about it? Yeah, exactly. Because I remember the first time I answered that sheet, like when I was pregnant mm-hmm. with Margot, she was like, oh, congratulations, you're not depressed. And then we just kind of moved on and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't pass with Elena and I was at work when I did the test and I was like, 
and she's like, yeah, you didn't really pass. And I was like, okay, so where do we go from here? And she's like, we'll just check in. They never checked in again. Yeah. See, like that's nothing. what They're I like, got. It's probably to do to work. Yeah, I got really lucky the second time. I mean, I owe all my thanks to my midwife with um, that I was seeing for my antenatal appointments with Mallory because mm-hmm. I answered that questionnaire and I got, I think, like, I got a ridiculously low score yeah and she just opened up a conversation about it instead of being like oh yeah like I'll pop you down for a referral or whatever and I just yeah 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 like I just sobbed and then Mm -hmm. from there that's how I was able to get access to all of the resources that I had throughout the rest of my pregnancy with the Mm -hmm. psychiatrist and um medication and like even in the postpartum stages so Mm I think like, yeah, it's fine to like tick some boxes and be like, oh, congratulations. You're mm-hmm. like, you scored a 10. You're not depressed. But yeah. Or however they score. I don't know. But it's like there needs to be more. Do you know what I mean? They need to dig deeper because a lot of mums and dads suffer from postnatal depression and mm-hmm. all the things that we're talking about now. And nobody's, they don't know where to go for help. Yeah. They don't understand. Like I see on like your TikToks when you're posting about like your sertraline and all that sort of stuff, I see people in the comments saying, how can we do this? Where do we go for yeah. this? Like they should just be able to be able to go to their doctor and their doctor should give them this information instead of them having to source it through other yeah. people on the internet. I just don't think it's okay. Well, the thing is as well is that it took me – so I I knew that there was like a – well, no, I didn't know, but there was a problem looking back. The minute I had Margot, something just switched and I was like – depressed from the the second day that we got home I mean Michael was in hospital obviously from like the second day for like a week yeah. and a bit and so we didn't have the best start but from that moment on I was just like no nah, I was a completely different person and it took me until she was about I think she would have been about nine and a half months old when I realized like hey something's not right but yeah. it still took me until she was like 11 and a half months old to actually go to the doctor. And I was terrified. Like I had no idea what to say, no idea yeah. like what to, you know, what who I even was meant to see for that kind of thing. Do I see my GP? Like um, what I wrote out this massive thing on my notes and I eventually went to Michael and I was like, hey, like I'm really sorry that I've been so nasty to you. And I just started that conversation, which was so hard. Mm-hmm. And then like, but it still took me a good like three weeks to book the doctor's appointment. From when I said to myself, I'm going to book a doctor's appointment, it still took me a very long time to actually get yeah. around to like build up the courage to do it. And I remember sitting in the waiting room and my appointment had been delayed by like an hour and I was dripping with sweat and I was ready to go. And then she finally called me in and I just like, yeah, I just had the biggest breakdown in there. But mm-hmm. it was really hard and I still didn't get my point across very well. Um so, yeah, they just need – my point is, is that there just needs to be more. There needs to be more. I think in a lot of areas around, like, mental health, in every aspect, there needs to be more. But obviously yeah. this is, like, a very touchy subject, like, true subject to our hearts. So we're talking mm-hmm. about pregnancy, postpartum. It's so important. Like, they just need to probe a little bit more because if they had to probe a little bit more at the six-week checkup – which yep. was just, hey, are you feeling good? I was like, no, my fanny hurts. <laughs> and thrush. Yeah. It wasn't even like, how are you going mentally? Like, how's this? Like, and I think that's a, a universal experience with most people. Mm-hmm. But um, going, we'll move on into the next question, which mm-hmm. you posted, which was, what is something you are struggling with mentally right now? Which I think fits <laughs> into what we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, oh my God. 
struggling with the fact that it's so much harder to leave the house with two kids now, especially at Mm -hmm. such different ages. I have a newborn and a 15-month-old, so I just find it easier to stay in the house and then I suffer because I'm not socialising enough and getting out of the house enough. The mental load of having to pack everything in the baby bag for each child and making sure I have absolutely everything and that both kids are fed and happy so they won't lose it wherever we are is so exhausting I sometimes forget to do my hair or grab my own shoes when rushing out the door. I feel that on all levels. Like it's just it's one of those things where like I have said no to so many plans that I don't even get invited out anymore because they just know I'm going to say no, which is really sad like my friends aren't doing it on purpose but they just know that I'm gonna say no because I don't want to take both the girls out and then have because my friends don't have kids apart from the ones that I do have that are friends and I see them but the ones that don't have kids I don't see because I say no to going out with them because I don't want to like they said pack the baby bag stress about having them there and then have Amara have a tantrum while we're trying to have lunch in front of everybody and I'm the only one with kids all that sort of stuff like it's just it's not something that I want to do so yeah I don't leave the house either and I feel like very not socialized at all yeah I definitely limit my outings with the two girls and if I do have to go somewhere I mean fuck it takes like three and a half hours honestly to get everyone like because you need their nap done you need clean nappies Margot has to have Mm -hmm. lunch you want to time Mallory's bottle right Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I've got nappies wipes dummy change of clothes for her change of clothes for her 30,000 different toys that Margot wants to take Plus, you know, and then by the time I've packed all of that and finally managed to wrestle Margot down to the ground to dress Mm -hmm. her, Mallory now needs a nap. And then she needs a bottle as well. And it's so so overwhelming. I think the only place that I'll really go with them both is like the shop where I can put them both Mm -hmm. in the pram and strap them in and just like walk around and like do what I need to do. But grocery shopping, I'll only take one of them and it's mainly Margot, like I'll take to take her out of the house. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just not, I'm still really struggling with that. So I definitely understand. Because mm-hmm. I have like, you know, like Margot's swimming lessons. Can't go to those as a like a solo parent because what are you going to do with Margot? Just yeah. sit in the brain and cry. Currently struggling mentally with not feeling like myself. I'm only two months postpartum, but it took me eight months to feel like myself after my first baby. So I know I have a long road ahead to find myself again and it's hard. It definitely is, but I I truly believe that, like, it's such an important part of mm-hmm. healing, like, in the postpartum stage is, yeah. like, making that time for yourself. I recently had someone unfollow me on Instagram and announce their departure in my comments because <laughs> they... <laughs> I did see that. Um, what did they say? It was like, you know, I really miss... Your old content. Your old like, content. Yeah, I'm glad that you're starting to feel like yourself more, but I just can't relate. Like I don't have time as a mother of three to go and get my eyelashes and eyebrows done, mm-hmm. you know, on a weekly basis. And I really took that to heart, to be honest. Like it really upset me because I'm also a busy mum. Like I'm a busy mum of two. Yeah. And they were saying how like they, they really just resonated with my content previously when I was posting more about like the girls and housework and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that I don't post that stuff anymore because I'm doing it at like four o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> like <Yeah>. I <laughs> literally like I, I, fit in wherever I can. If I can sneak off for an hour to get my eyebrows done once every three weeks, 
I'm going to take it because I deserve that hour. Sorry, but I deserve Mm -hmm. that hour and I deserve to go and like have a little nap while I get my fucking eyelashes done. And it's those things that for me help me feel like myself again um, outside of being a mum. And I think it's so important. So I will continue to post about it and I will encourage it wherever I can. Like if feeling like yourself for you is going out and getting your hair done, Mm -hmm. go out and get your fucking hair done. Like do it. You deserve it. Um, If you can find the time, if you can find someone to watch the baby to make it like a more intimate experience for yourself because I know sometimes you can take like your kids to the hairdresser with you but like what a nightmare that would be. (laughs) I had someone watch the girls for me while I got my hair done and because my hairdresser was like, you can absolutely bring them. I was like, no, I'm definitely not doing that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not the toddler. That's, That's for certain. She was there for five do that with minutes Mara. and she fell off the bench onto the concrete oh, floor. Yeah, fuck. within five minutes. I was like, oh, my God. Um, but things like that, like doing things I feel like for a lot of us, and I know we always go back to like appearance-based things, but I think mm-hmm. they're really important for us as parents, like to do those self-care things. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have someone message me today saying that, like obviously like my content around like treating yourself whatever has inspired them and they're going to get a, um, uh, a facial tomorrow and I was like oh my god enjoy it like you deserve it have the best fucking time make sure it's like a really nice relaxing experience for you because it does so much like for you mentally like mm-hmm. yeah sure you've got like a fresh new set of lashes I don't care about my lashes per se on the outside but on the inside it makes me feel so good and it makes me feel like I've done something for myself the kids weren't there. I'm like, it's me, yeah. not mum, Kaylin. It's like Kaylin, Kaylin, if that makes sense. Yeah, Kaylin, Kaylin, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that completely. Like when Luke's home, I do go and do all that because obviously we don't have people mm. that can just like watch the kids, which is fine. Like I don't mind that at all. Um, and I take Elena with me to the hairdressers anyway because she's fine. She just chills in the, yeah. the pram or she sits on my lap. Like it's not a big deal. But um, I can't. Like I used to go and get massages with a maternity massage place because I can get them after having a baby because they're kid friendly. But now Elena is crawling. So having her in the rocker or anything like that, she absolutely hates it. So I don't go do that at the moment. And when I do get to do it, it's usually when Luke's home or I have like someone here like Luke's mom or my mom or something like that. But we don't, like they live so far away my parents are six hours away Luke's parents are 10 hours away so it's we don't we don't have that extra help but when I do get the time I definitely take it and yeah. I 100% you need to go do it because I think self-care like you said is very important for yourself to make you just feel better about yourself do you know what I would do if I was like a millionaire right now I would just go around to every mother's house that I could and I'll watch their kids for them and like mm-hmm. send them out on just a self-care day yeah, I think that's nice. Eyelashes, mm-hmm. massage, just whatever you want. Lay in the sun. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like ASMR. And I ASMR. watch the children. That was like my dream. That is what I would do. Because I had a daycare so for it. Yeah. Like my cousin, she drop wanted to kids. go and get her lashes done. And I was like, yeah, drop the kids off. I'll watch them. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. And then she came back and she felt Love so that. good. She felt so refreshed. And then she watched the baby. You feel relaxed. While I went yeah. and got my spray tan done. Like, yeah. And it, yeah, it's just good. It's just, it's good. It's good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, we have one more question that you asked, mm-hmm. which was you. Let's talk sleep and routines. What are your child 
slash children's routines and how do they sleep at night, which is just always an interesting topic. So this is from the same person who we just spoke about with the struggling mentally. They said, in terms of sleep, I can't complain. My 19-month-old sleeps 6 p.m. till 6 a.m. and has a two-hour, two two-hour naps a day. Mm-hmm. My two-month-old nice. sleeps 6 p.m. till 5 a.m. and then has a one-and-a-half-hour wake time during the day and naps for two hours after his wake time. Despite good sleeping kids, it still equals one burnt-out mama with two under two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally relate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But no, that's that's completely fine. That's a good routine. Good yeah, job. That's amazing. Good, good job. Mm, I'm all for routines. I love them. I'm a very routine based person. So having my kids in a routine, I mean, Elena's really out of whack at the moment, but that's that's fine. Amara's in like the most perfect routine. She gets up in the morning, has breakfast, and she sleeps from twelve to two. Like I can't complain, and she sleeps through the entire night. Apart from right now, because she did join us yes, for the podcast about ten minutes ago, and Just to she did. That she farted. She farted. Um, and now she's currently watching my phone because she wants me to come read a book, but I said we'd finish recording and then I'd come read the book. So she's having yeah. some Minnie Mouse time and yeah. I can hear it in the background. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, she's just not asleep at the moment, but I think that's because she could hear us talking out here. So I think they all have dips though because Margot's the mm-hmm. same. Like I really i am the same. I can't complain with her. She's always had a solid routine with like, yeah. Uh, waking up, nap time, and then bedtime. Like we and we've always implemented like certain things from birth, like shower, mm-hmm. bed, shower, bed, shower, bed. And she she's done that every single night for like the last yep. two and a bit years. Um, and then with her naps, she's generally really good with them, but she will mm-hmm. sometimes have a little dip where she doesn't want to nap, and she's currently in that dip. Um, but she goes back like to you know shutting the door and saying good night, mum love you bye and then she just puts herself to bed and has her sleep for yep. yeah same two hours and she wakes up having mm-hmm. a girl um with Mallory I'm still struggling routine wise <laughs> but uh-huh. obviously that's gonna take time um but I can't complain in terms of her sleep sometimes it takes a while to get her to sleep but once she yep. is asleep she generally sleeps through the night at the moment she might wake once at like 3 a.m for a okay. quick feed yep. yeah but otherwise, very, very happy with that because I did not have that with yeah. Margot at all. Like she did not sleep. At this point, two and a bit years ago with Margot, I was like clawing my eyes out and like yeah, just, yeah it was awful. Sleep deprivation at its finest. Oh, that's that's yeah. currently me with Elena. But Elena was in a really good routine. Um, she was doing three naps a day. So she, I timed the girls' naps at the same time in the middle of the day mm-hmm. so that I'd have that two hours to myself, sometimes one and a half, but that's fine. Um, just to have like that little break, refresh the house and then have like a little lay down while they're both asleep. Yes. But currently Elena sleeps non-existent during <laughs> the day, as I was saying, but I am going to be working with a sleep consultant, which I'm going to be posting about on my Instagram. She's um, so lovely. She is. And I'm very excited to work with her. I just got Elena's sleep plan yesterday and Luke will be home tomorrow. So it's currently, what is today? Today's Friday. It's Mm -hmm. a long weekend. So we're going to start implementing the routine on Monday. So for two weeks straight, I'm going to be pretty like full on not leaving the house during sleep times 
or that period of time just so I can get her in a routine because we are going to Queensland soon and I really want her to be sleeping because currently she's not and I am exhausted. But I also opened her mouth this afternoon and she has, what was it, like five freaking teeth coming through, so two bottom (laughs) ones and like her fangy ones and then the front ones, they're all bloody coming through at once, a poor soul. That so, they look so painful too. Like you said, the, oh, the especially two, the like ones on the teeth. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like insanely swollen. But Panadol and Nurofen do not work with my children for some reason. It sends them hypo. So if anyone's got any ideas of how to help me with that situation, yeah, please let me know. Because Bonjella doesn't work either. She like yeah. <laughs> just not a fan. <laughs> like it, nothing works, and the poor thing is in pain, and I don't know what to do. Well, hopefully they all just pop out because those two front ones, like they're like they're so close to breaking through that you can oh, yeah. that they're, they're almost like the gum is like transparent. They're bulging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even think they could get those teeth yet. I thought they because she's got her bottom ones coming through and they're almost cut. Yeah. But then I thought it went bottom, then top, then the side ones. But apparently she's going. Really, yeah. She's I'm going side, sure. bottom, top. I don't know how it works. I. I think like. Margot had her two bottom, like those classic two bottom teeth come through mm-hmm. first. But then she just had like another fucking six come out at random. Like she teethed they just so appear. quickly. Yeah. But Mallory's been teething for the last like eight weeks and nothing's happened yet. So. Nothing. That's the same as Elena. They go up yeah. and then down, up and then down constantly. And I don't understand where they're going because it yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Whereas Amara was fine teething. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't even react to it like same. at all. Whereas yeah. Elena is losing her shit over it like and I mean she's in pain and when I bring her into my bed at night time she needs to be cuddled and snuggled into me and so my back is cooked everything's cooked at the moment I'm just I'm a mess but it'll get better and hopefully next week's update will be a lot better than this week's update I can't wait to see how it goes I know that when when I got I was talking to you about it earlier but when I got Margot's sleep plan uh, and she was like Mm -hmm. very close to turning one I was so nervous, but I told myself, like, if I'm going to, because I paid for my sleep plan, like, I wasn't doing a club or anything, but mm-hmm. I was like, if I purchase this and I, like, I have to go through with it. And I read yep. through it and I picked my method and whatever. And, like, I saw results so quick, like, yeah. And I just stuck with it. And even when there were hard times, like, I just stuck through it. And, yeah, it changed my life. So, yeah. Sleep so consultants are like, I am angels, praying. I <laughs> they are they literally are and the Tresillian nurses I've never been to them but I know people that have been to them and they speak so highly of it yeah like I'm not going to be doing um the crying out method like that's not something I'm mm-hmm. doing and she also doesn't do that yeah. um but I am going to be going in going out going in yeah. going out like that sort of thing and I'm going to be doing a whole heap of updates because it is a collaboration as well we just thought we'd tie it in um so I will be doing updates on my Instagram about it so yeah it should be interesting to see very exciting yeah i think this has been like a really good episode we've covered so many Mm. things i think it's been we have and it'll be a nice long episode as well so Mm -hmm. um yeah we all know you want a long episode all of you (laughs) you ask us all the time you ask us all the time so this is going to be quite a very lengthy it's going to be a good one we will see you guys next week Next week. That was yeah. a very, we'll poor, that was a very poor. <laughs> we need to like fix that up. Hold up. <laughs> we um yeah, as Chloe said, we'll see you next week. 
And definitely let us know what you want us to cover, if anything, like if you have any Mm -hmm. ideas. And happy to discuss the episode in our Facebook page and our Instagram page. So, yeah, this is a good one. I'm excited. Yeah. And next next episode we'll have sleep updates and butthole updates. So... (laughs) We always have a butt update. We always have a butt update. For I you. think once we get over the butt updates, like what fun is it going to be? You know, nothing. There's what are we going to go to next? I know. We'll think oh, of something. Shocking. Yeah, there'll be something. Someone will give us an idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We want to thank you for your support in listening to our podcast. We really appreciate all the feedback, all the follows, all the rates we're getting. And we do ask that if you did love our podcast, please follow along by pressing the follow button and giving us a rate. It really helps us out in getting our podcast out there.